Blog Talk Radio. Radio program. I'm Susan Larison Dance, and I am just ever delighted to welcome you all back again today, the third show this week, and we've just had such a wonderful series of shows these past weeks. And I just welcome the wonderful community around this show. Today, I have another special treat for you in just a moment, and I see her out there on the line just to reassure my guest that I do indeed see her. Mary Heath is coming back on the show to talk about what I feel is a very important book, Get Your Life Back, A 12-Week Journey to Overcome Stress, Anxiety, Depression. And what Mary has done in this book is really taken her over 30 years experience working in a mental health setting and combining that with spirituality in a very approachable way that is accessible to all spiritual paths to help you break out of that feeling of victimhood, of helplessness, of of anxiety, and there are so many things that we can be troubled with in the mental health community, and yet there are tools that Mary has discovered that can be a very real help to assist, no matter what you are pursuing, you know, in coordination with whatever path you are on with the medical establishment, whatever you are choosing, Mary's tools can be of assistance in whatever way they serve you. And so that's why I'm just so delighted to be bringing Mary back on the show. So just here in a minute, or in just a second, I'm going to bring her on the line. We had a little delay this morning, so I'm just going to get her back on. Hi, Mary. Are you there? Yes, hello, Susan. I'm here. Well, you sound wonderful, and I'm just so delighted to have you back here again. Oh, it's wonderful to be back. Thank you for uh, asking me to join you again. Well, the reason why I invited you back, and I'm finding that my listeners are really appreciating shows like this when we have you know, something to explore in depth. And those of you who didn't hear Mary's first program here, it's there's a link to it on the page, and I invite you to listen later. But we're going to approach this in a way that it doesn't matter whether you heard the last show or not, and yet we're going to go in depth with some of these steps. That's that's what I hope to do today, Mary, is your okay. book is filled with very real 
positive, active steps that people can take in 12 weeks. And what I hope to do with our hour today is simply step through those weeks as best we can in the time we have and then invite people also to, you know, to explore much more detail in your book where it's all outlined. And so so that's what I would hope we could do today is to step into that because there are people listening who no doubt have encountered all kinds of situations. We can all use what you have to offer. Well, that that's lovely uh, of you to say so. And uh, it will be great to go through the steps because I've heard it said that um, uh, some people think that it, it's a big book and it's a, it's a 12-week program. But mm-hmm. it would be nice for me to make clear that it's actually not very hard there's nothing in there that, that could could be difficult for anyone to do. And there are even pages that people perhaps could skip over if it isn't very relevant to them. So, uh, yes, it would be a good way to do the interview. Yes, I think it's an excellent part, you know, part two or, or continuation. And again, those joining us for the first time, you can just jump right into this um, as to what we're going to discuss. So, so I guess let's just begin. Um, I, maybe the, the way we should begin is how can you know? You know, a lot of times, Mary, this is often said, that before we can receive any kind of assistance from the universe or from, from a real-world series of steps, we need to know that we need to be willing to receive, I guess, be in that space of receptivity and, and an awareness. How can this program help people? Who can it help? Well, in the first place, just to answer part of your question, I think if people go out and buy the book, that is a big pointer to say yeah. that, yes, they are ready to do that. Yes. They are willing you know, to, to do something uh, to help themselves. Yes. So just having the book in front of them is a big sign that they are probably very ready to, to make some positive changes. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and I'm sorry, what was the other part of the question, oh, Susan? Just, and maybe I answered it in the introduction, just um, that really everyone can be helped, I think, by by what yes. you have to share, and some people more than others, you know, depending on how troubled we are by anxiety and depression and different things in our lives. Absolutely, yes. I really, truly believe, after working with so many people for so long, that everyone can be helped. Yes. Many people will need to be in a, in a state of mind that they want this to happen. They want the help. Yes. If they don't want it, I don't think they would have even opened the book. Um, but yes, because I've worked with so many and seen people, hundreds and hundreds of them, to change yeah. their lives, to get their lives back. And sometimes, Susan, it's not all that difficult. I would say 99% of the, the tools and techniques that are in my book, everyone will be able to do. They will be able to manage it. They will be able to follow it. They will be able to benefit from it and uh, you did ask you know who can benefit from the book or how can they benefit well first of all everyone even the people 
who haven't necessarily got anxiety or depression. The book is actually for everyone because it will enhance the quality of everybody's life and and how they live their lives. And, you know, uh, there are a a lot of just life-enhancing skills in there that people have probably never come across. And often people are going about their lives thinking, oh, well, yes, everything's fine. I'm not stressed. I'm not anxious. Mm-hmm. But in actual mm-hmm. fact, they they can um, benefit by, by learning some new skills. And that's one reason why I've put so many skills and tools and techniques in the book. You know, so, yes, I have to believe... I was just going to say, if you are alive on this planet as a human being, you're going to encounter <laughs> situations yeah. that are you know, surprising or, or whatever. Mm. You know, um, even today, I didn't know when you'd come on the line for sure. You know, I had to, there are tools I have I've learned as I'm waiting. I used to be very yeah. anxious, you know, when I first started <laughs> my show. And, you know, now I just say, oh, you know, this is not a big yeah. deal. And, and and so anyway, I know that it can help everyone. So without further delay, we have plenty of time. Let us step into week one and what you'd like right. to share about that with us. Well, week one is mainly focused on um, the simple, the, the very easy tools, uh, something that uh, people can get started on without at this stage going into the nitty-gritty of of stress and anxiety and what they mean and how they are affected by it. So it's just an exploration. And um, the first day in week one is the easiest thing to do, but the most important. Everyone I think, can benefit from taking one day at a time, living in the present moment, being in the here and now, detaching from the past and future. Because let's face it, most of our anxieties uh, and worries do come from the past and future. So living for the moment is there right on the first uh, first day. Yes. And then the second thing is um, teaching people how to breathe properly. When yeah. people are stressed, they, as I'm sure most people know, they breathe rapidly and shallowly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's um, some people find it difficult if they're very stressed and very anxious to breathe correctly. But that's on the second day. And um, as we go through the week, it's about just um, little tips and um, advice uh, about acceptance and getting organized. And perhaps a very important um, message, which is why it's in week one, is that um, people need to learn that their thoughts are so powerful. Every thought that we have will determine how we feel, how we behave, and what the outcome is. So that had to go in, in week one, just just to get people starting, really, to to think about that. Uh, There's more on positive versus negative thinking throughout the book, but that's definitely in in week one. And and there's some uh, realistic goal setting, and at the end, the easiest kind of deep relaxation. Can I ask an honest... 
Can I ask an honest question about that? Oh, please. Um, I have often felt, and, and, you know, when I was younger, I used to um, be even more anxious, I know, and, and I over the years I've allowed it to, it's it's healed. And one of the things I find that can happen is if if you are anxious, you can actually become afraid of your thoughts. And I wonder if you've encountered this where, you know, for I guess for me, I felt this loving buffer in a way. Like if I'm having, like say you're an OCD person mm-hmm. um, and you have maybe some thoughts that you can't totally control. Is there is there help to alleviate some of that anxiety you can have about, you know, oh, this this isn't, you know, trying to, to get, not worry so much about yourself, you know, be aware, but not worry about that part of itself. And I'm wondering if you could answer that, Mary. I've been wanting to ask someone that for a very long time. Mm. Yes, of course. And um, someone said, I can't remember who it was now, but someone said, um, there is no such fear as for um, fear of fear itself. In other words, we become anxious about having our anxious thoughts. Yes, yes. And um, I remember being just like that about yes. 40 years ago, but I can remember. So I understand what you say. It does have a massive impact on your whole life at that time. Uh, but the good news is, the very good news is, that there are several techniques that you can put into place that will help them in the first place reduce. Uh, um, sometimes there are uh, exercises that you can do to stop the thought and yeah. Uh, have a more uh, positive or realistic thought, and that's in week three. It's called the stop technique. I'll come to that later. But um, further on in the book, I talk about the fact that our thoughts, whether they're positive or negative, whatever kind of thought we have, is a result of the belief system that we have. So it's about when we're children, we become conditioned to the lives we lead and the environment we live in. And we form these beliefs very early on. So as an example, if you are um, truly loved in a wonderful, happy, joyful home life and you were praised a lot, then you would grow up to have a belief that I am lovable. I am a good person and I can be successful. But if the opposite is true, if you get a lot of um, negative messages, maybe from parents and siblings, teachers, and anyone really, sometimes it can just be one person. If they're giving you messages like, you're hopeless, you're no good, you'll never make anything of yourself, look at you, you know, you're, you're ugly... And let's face it, and it's it's very sad to think that some children are brought up in those environments. And their belief, unfortunately, will be that I am unlovable, that I'm no good, and I can't do anything right. Yeah. So those beliefs result in the thoughts that we have. In cognitive behavioral therapy, which I have touched on in my book a few times, we learn to identify those limiting beliefs, those destructive beliefs, 
and we challenge them by asking ourselves questions. If you were with a therapist, then the therapist would ask you the question and help you to understand that, well, this happened a long time ago and that person is no longer in your life and anyway it's not true and you have no evidence to support you know, that you're unlovable and you'll never make anything of yourself. And so by challenging those beliefs, we eventually um, find it uh, easier to have more positive or more realistic thoughts about ourselves. So can you see that there are uh, many different uh, ways or techniques of um, stopping or ending our negative, destructive thoughts? Yes, Um, yes. Now, there are breathing exercises in the book, Every uh, every every two weeks is a breathing exercise, and they help enormously with yeah. um, destroying the negativity in your mind. They help to control emotions that yeah. might be a result of your beliefs and thoughts, such as anxiety, guilt, resentment, bitterness, and so on. Uh, yeah. Relaxation. Also helps. <laughs> so I could go on just on this. No, yeah, right. it, it's 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 true. And but I think that that the key that you answered here is that um, you know so often when we don't have tools at our disposal, like when I was younger, and and truthfully, I have to tell you, Mary, over time, almost every show I gain another tool with a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's especially for me throughout my life, breathing, and I know a lot of people, I want those who are listening out there, and I know this is going out to a broad spectrum of people right now, um, those of you who say, you know, oh, you know, my breathing, I I can never get that quite right, whatever mm-hmm. the issue, you know, I've had, I, 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 I'm not going to be negative about that. What I'm seeing is positive improvements in my own breathing, just starting even with awareness, which is what um, you and others teach. And and then, so so the answer to anyone saying, I can't, or, you know, oh, this is just overwhelming, is it's the tools. It's all in the tools that they, they are available and they are usable and approachable. Um, so, so that we'll have time, or else we'll do a show three with you, Mary, and I would. <laughs> let's, let's, step into uh, the next week. In fact, I just kind of invited that because I said the word awareness, <laughs> and, and, and we <laughs> yes. begins with awareness. So, so let's Absolutely. discuss that a little bit. Yes, it is um, you know, reflecting on ourselves, who we are, what sort of person we are, what kind of thoughts we have, as we've just been discussing. It's also being aware of everything that you've achieved in your life. You know, it's amazing how many of my patients I've asked uh, that question to. What, what have you achieved in your life? And um, probably about 80% say, well, nothing really. <laughs> but when I push them, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, all, it all comes out. You know, with help, uh, people who are very depressed uh, will take um, a lot of coaching in order yeah. for them to even remember what they've achieved in their lives. And so awareness is very important, uh, particularly being aware of your your strengths and and your skills and what you're good at and so on, not just focusing on what you're bad at and what you've failed and, you know, all the uh, the things that you've done wrong in your life. So it's 
it, I'm trying to, to get the reader to become aware that they are good people and they do have skills and strengths because when they recognize that they have and they remember that they have, then they will feel more confident about working through the book and actually achieving the exercises that are in there. And the next day, understanding who you really are. Again, this is um, this is sort of carrying on from the awareness. It's it's knowing um, what your feelings are and what your fears are and um, how you lead your life. What actions do you take? What are your outcomes and so on? And. Um, after that, they probably need to go out and have a good walk. <laughs> oh, yes, um, yes, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> um, so um, I talk about how important exercise is, and it is because exercise is, is one of the four major antidotes to stress. It is absolutely important that people have exercise almost yeah. every day. I would say a minimum of four times a week for a minimum of 20 minutes. And yeah. it, it can be any exercise that anyone enjoys, but walking, which is probably the easiest for the majority of people. Um, it, it, although walking is the easiest, it's actually the best thing you can do uh, to reduce anxiety. Yes, yes. I, I, I have to say I relate so much to this that um, I used to be more shut in where I didn't get out as much and yeah. and when I started walking in nature um yeah. it was wonderful Mary and and you know even now um I take control of that part of my life a step at a time and I find myself walking more and more longer distances Good. even and you know and I need I need that it's an essential part and yeah. just I I the minute I sit on the path I start breathing at a new level I can feel it immediately. Yes. It's like a meditation. Yes. It's yes. It, it's wonderful. And then I I walk at a good pace, you know, part of the way. Yes. And sometimes I stop and reflect. But you know, I'm definitely mm. it, it makes all the difference for me. And I have to stress that with our audience listening. It's so easy to get out there and just just walk and look around you. Look mm. at the fall if you're here and mm. where where we're experiencing fall. We have listeners all over. If you're experiencing spring yeah. where you are, enjoy that. But, I mean, it's uh, just beautiful. so beautiful. Yes, yes. I, I love the fall. Um, yes. But walking in nature is the very best yes. thing that you can do. Um, it, it, it gives you that inner peace. Um, there's nothing like walking in nature and I know that some of your listeners might live in the city uh, but perhaps there might be a park that they can go to or even driving out or catching a bus or a train into the countryside it really is worth it it is much better to walk in the countryside and especially where there are large leafed trees because um, they are giving out oxygen which is our life force and uh, without oxygen, well, we're not here, are we? <laughs> I, I love so, that thought. You know, I, here in the Pacific mm. Northwest, the deciduous trees we have have huge leaves, and I didn't grow up with that. I grew up in a somewhat drier climate, and um, mm. you know, and then have lived in some places with beautiful trees. And it's I've never thought about the oxygen aspect. That is so wonderful to reflect upon. Absolutely. And, yes. 
Yes. And you're giving that to, to the trees by you breathing out your carbon dioxide, which they can't live without. How um, wonderful. So <laughs> I love it's, that. Um, it's a great um, balancer, and it's the yin and the yang, isn't it? But Yes, um, yes, I so think much people so. do feel... Yes, I mean, it's, um, it's strange how perhaps uh, so many people don't think of that, but it is important, and uh, I think you can feel more at peace and relaxed when you're in um, a natural environment than walking around um, skyscrapers. Yes. Here's a question for you, and this may be in your book, but... Um, what about if you are in the city, or no matter where you are, when you talk about plants and leaves, how about having plants in your home, um, wherever you oh, are, yeah. whether you're in a tiny apartment mm. or, or, you mm. know, um, wherever, that, that must really help. Oh, it, it really, really does. It's, it's so important, and more so these days in the age of technology, Um I couldn't believe this when I heard it many years ago, but apparently um, if you have a plant next to your computer or your, your laptop or whatever uh-huh. <laughs> tablet, you know, um, the, the, uh, the plant will um, suck up the, um, you know how computers and televisions give out blue rays, that are bad for us. Um, they yeah. affect the pineal yeah. gland. Yes. Yeah. So we don't sleep so well. Um, so because the pineal gland produces melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. But apparently, if you put a plant near your screens or whatever, um, it will actually absorb a lot of the negativity or the negative energy that is coming from the machinery. That is really yeah. important. You know, you're think you're making me realize I need to move some plants closer in. Find a way. My desk has a tendency to get very full, <laughs> and and yeah. and um, I'm sure many I'm of sure. us can relate to that. And yet, yeah. and I have plants nearby, but I think they need yeah. to be closer. <laughs> Just put them a, a little I closer. Think. However, if if you can't do that for whatever reason. Then use an amethyst crystal, although you may know this already. So an amethyst crystal will uh-huh. do the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, there, there's so many things that, that we can do. And and so, okay, well, continuing. I know we're probably not going to be able to go through every set. Obviously, we won't be able to go through the whole book. But um, maybe uh-huh. just some more highlights. At week two, I, I want to focus a little bit on this business of um, – Change and and you know resistance to change, acceptance. I I know that's a very important area as you're stepping into a a more expansive life. Yeah. Um. As human beings, of course, we, we are creatures of habit, and and many people don't get on very well with change. They prefer something that they are familiar with, something that they know, and so yeah. if you're making changes, whether it's changing your job or moving house or working through this book, um, there are changes that that are necessary. And in week one and the beginning of week two, you'll by then be aware perhaps of some things that you do need to change. 
if you are to lead a, a healthy and, and a, a more joyful life. But there are three areas, I believe, that need uh, um, close attention. And these are uh, your thinking, your behavior, and your lifestyle. And we've already mentioned the fact that we do really need to change uh, some of our thoughts that are um, destructive to us. So an, anxi- an anxious thought causes you to, to avoid certain things or places or people or, or try and escape from them. And so you would need to change that in order to lead a fuller life. And yeah. uh, changing your behavior as well is, is really important. So if you are avoiding because of lack of confidence or being anxious, then you maybe need to work on, on changing that. Um, and also changing perhaps things in your behavior like if you're aggressive or if you're too passive or you're lacking in, in something, lacking in confidence or self-esteem. Yeah. And then finally, your lifestyle. So if you're not eating the right kind of foods and you're smoking and you're drinking too much or you're going out partying every night, <laughs> then um, <laughs> there are some changes there that will be necessary if you are to overcome stress, anxiety, and yeah. depression. I will share um, one with, with the listeners that I am actually triumphing over over time. It's sugar. It's putting sugar in my tea or coffee. And mm-hmm. actually, right, I have finally cut it down so much. Like, um, I I don't need it like I used to. Th- it's amazing how I'm you can it. eliminate it when you think that you are, you know, just attached to that. You know, you like sweetness mm. and and I know that's something that many of us probably overdo is we have a little bit too much sugar in our lives. And even if it's raw mm. sugar versus refined. Mm. That's right. And, and we can become addicted to sugar uh, quite easily. Uh-huh. Um, I was shocked about two days ago. I read somewhere that there are about 23 teaspoons of sugar in a, in a special sort of uh, coffee that you can get at one of those famous coffee Oh, houses. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. Oh, my God. The syrup uh, that you get. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and it, you know, it's funny. Years ago, I used to get quite a few when I was in the office. You know, nowadays, especially in the Northwest, you have coffee carts everywhere. So when I used to work yeah. in the Northwest, here was the coffee cart right at work. And Actually, all mm-hmm. kinds of things, the muffin card and the cookie card mm-hmm. and all that, you know, that wasn't particularly healthy, <laughs> but but it's true. You would get the coffee drink with the syrup in it, and it tastes, you know, it's funny, though, Mary, as you start to break that dependency, it starts feeling too sweet. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is mm-hmm. just overwhelming, almost, you know, it's not the same as it once was, mm-hmm. and, and we can retrain ourselves. Absolutely. That's perfectly right. And eventually, it's um, like if anyone uh, ever used to smoke and they give up, uh, uh-huh. n- not too long afterwards, if they see anyone smoking or, or smell the, you know, the smoke of it, and they find it absolutely horrendous. <laughs> and it's the same with sugar. Exactly. Yes, it's, it's, exactly. it's very bad for us. There's no nutritious value to it at all. Right. And it is addictive, right. and I agree, you can give it up. And you do need to, and I need to. (laughs) 
Yeah, I and you know, I try to emphasize with the listeners, we're you know, I'm very human, I'll tell you. I mean, I'm Ooh. working through so many things. And and that's yeah. one for me, you know. Um it is one but I'm starting to and sometimes it's taken some time, I will say, but I'm starting to see yeah. some success there. But you know what? We better keep stepping away and we may not get all the way through. We may just get through some of the first weeks, which is exactly how we want people to step into your book actually. And and so mm-hmm. um let's um let's see well, I'll allow you to tell me if there's anything else that, that you want to talk about in week two or if you're ready to step to, to week three. Yeah. Well, I, I, there is something I want to mention. I, I'm okay. going to yeah. in week two. It, it's a meditation, uh, and it's, it's, it's about counting breaths. And so yeah. it's so easy to do, but extremely relaxing. And all you do is uh, you breathe normally, close your eyes, and count the beginning of each in-breath up to 10, and then maybe do three rounds of that. And then you count the end of each breath, and the same, do it two or three times. And then you count the gap in the middle of the, at the end of the in-breath and before the, no, sorry, it's the the end of the out-breath and before the in-breath. It's all detailed out in there, but, I wanted to mention it because it's yes. very simple and very, very effective. Yes, yes. And and that's the key, simplicity. These things are not hard. We can all exactly. step into this, and they can be tools that we can use at any time. Um, exactly. So immediately available to us. Um, yes. Yes, 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 very important. Okay, I love what you say at the beginning of week three. Um, worry doesn't help. <laughs> mm. <There's> no <laughs> Three sense. very important words there. Absolutely. There's no sense at all in worrying because not only does it not help, but it does a lot of harm. Yes. If you have one worrying thought, it will lead to another one and so on. But it does cause a lot of physical unpleasant symptoms. Yes. Um, so um, it can cause... Oh, headaches and um, digestive problems and sweating, and it affects your sleep and it affects yeah. your appetite. Um, it, it's not good for you at all. It's it's as bad as sugar is for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what What do you say, Mary, to people who are listening who may be saying, "Oh, but I, you know, they they wake up in the night." I, I know all of us. We're all experiencing this sometimes. You know, we wake up in the night and we are thinking about, you know, it's running through our head, whatever the thing Mm. is that we're thinking about that that may be causing us some anxiety. What can can we do? I mean, I guess you're breathing exercise. And and, and what, what can we do to help us with sleep? Well, first of all, you can prevent it before you go to bed by writing your worries down. Keep a a pencil and a little book by your bed and uh, just write all your worries down. It's like transferring them from your head onto paper. Now, if even though you've done that, you still wake up, you tell yourself to stop it (laughs) and (laughs) take a deep breath. Yes. So it goes back to the stop technique in week two, and it's a simple exercise, and just follow the instructions, but it's about changing your focus of attention 
and uh, taking a deep breath and using the positive affirmation. And so if you if it's in the middle of the night, you could say to yourself, um, I am calm, I am relaxed, and I'm slipping into a deep and peaceful sleep. And just keep repeating that with slow, deep breathing. And also... Towards the end of the book, I think it might be week 11, there is a breathing exercise specifically for getting to sleep. So any insomniacs out there, this is the exercise you want. And again, it's very, very simple to do. Um, But if you catch yourself worrying during the day as well, it it is about um, stopping the thought, writing it down, and if there's someone there that will listen to you, talk about your worries, it's important to get them off your chest and out of your head. Yes. So, yeah. let's hope that works. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Very helpful, Mary. Our emotions. <laughs> Another area. Um, and I know that you offer some unique suggestions as to to how to help with with our emotions. There are people listening who are going through some significant things. I actually had a friend who transitioned fairly recently. She's not real close, but someone I definitely knew and valued mm-hmm. in my life. And so our our emotions, um, how do we um, work with those when, when they are powerful? Well, first of all, it's really important that everyone knows that we all have the same emotions and that they are important that we feel them. I believe personally that you shouldn't necessarily stop an emotion, whether it's grief and sadness or anger or guilt. You need to feel it. It is there for a reason. Yes, yes. However, if It goes on for too long. Say, I like to think of five minutes or ten minutes for some people. It depends how strong it is and what kind of person you are. So if you're very sensitive, you might want to think, well, I know I I need to feel like this for ten minutes. And so after ten minutes, then that's when you stop and do something. The breathing exercises in the book will help to control emotions. And they are very simple to do, so it's using the breath and the abdominal muscles in in your lower abdomen and combining the breath and the tummy muscles actually changes the body chemistry, changes brain chemistry, and eventually the emotion will reduce and stop and then you'll be able to think of something else and carry on with your day. But it's about training them. So if if there is a particular emotion that someone is going through, again, allow the time to have it, maybe to write down how you're feeling, do the breathing exercise, and and just keep going until eventually it, it is controlled. And you may have a normal feeling of that emotion um, but it won't last so long and it, it won't be too intense. Does that make sense? Yes, oh, it does. It does. I love how, you know, it it seems that the important thing is not denying that you have these. I mean, we're human beings. We're we're going to feel 
and and mm. allowing ourselves to feel, but then also, you know, seeing um, if we're experiencing grief or whatever it is, you know, like you said, mm. if it goes on too long, you know, how we can mm. work with that. Um, um, you know, you also talk, you know, so often we hear, you know, letting things go, let it go. Um, yes. And I know you talk about this in week three, how we can determine what it is we need to let go. Yeah. Um, I think everyone has things maybe from their past that they want to let go because yeah. as human beings we make mistakes. Again, that is normal too. Yes, and we're allowed yes. to make mistakes. And mistakes can be a great thing. You know, you can learn so much from them. However, if they, if the things that that you want to let go keeps coming back into the mind, then you can do a uh, meditation, a creative visualization. And there are many ways to do that. Some people dig a big hole. Mentally, this is not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so you, you go and dig a big hole and you imagine that you're, you're putting whatever the issue is into the hole and you're covering it up and then imagining that it's sinking lower and lower and lower into the ground, into the earth, right to the, the earth's core and burning up. Or you can imagine that you're putting it into a balloon, the basket of a balloon, and you go to the top of a mountain and you let it go and watch it fly above the clouds and, and disappearing. Now, the mind is very powerful, as we've already mentioned. And so if, if you practice, you know, whichever... Uh, imagining that you choose to have, then it, it it will make a difference. And you'll find that if you practice this and your relaxation and your breathing exercises and you go for a walk every day, um, then you will be able to let certain things go, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So very important. And I know we talked a little bit already about some other things that are actually in 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 week three. So I guess I'll just invite you, um, Mary, if there's anything else that, that you'd like to talk about in week three that we haven't already touched upon, um, I will invite you to do that. Um, well, there's a little section, I think, in, in, uh, in week three about um, uh, our achievements and how yeah. if we make a list of them, I think I mentioned this earlier actually, but if you write them all down, every little tiny thing, that even if it was getting yeah. up this morning and having something to eat, that is an achievement for some people. Yeah. And um, I believe it's, it's a good idea you know, to write them down and have a special book. And so if someone suffers with low self-esteem, low self-worth, you need to read these, um, this list of achievements over and over again and add to it every day. I think that's really important to change the mindset from negative to positive. Yes. And we've yes. already touched on um, thoughts and feelings. Yeah, we have going touched together. on Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the stop um, technique, we talked a little bit about, about that already. Um, yes. I might just since, I, I know what's going to happen here, you know, <laughs> there's just so much in this book of yours, Mary. <laughs> Although I have to tell people, I invite them, you know, just those of you joining us, I know this is going out to a broad audience. Um, Mary's book is Get Your Life Back, and it's out there 
with all of these techniques, which we couldn't possibly cover in in probably five shows, because there's just such a depth of of wisdom here. Um, and and I I guess I'd like to, um, you know, there's something in week four. Um, yeah. Just checking that you're still here. I heard a little click. Just double checking. Yeah. I no, still I'm have here. you with me. Good. <laughs> Sometimes we need to check because um, yeah. I'm actually away from the computer. I'm just enjoying looking at your book here as I'm talking mm-hmm. to you. Um, okay. Is is uh, well, the computer's right here. I'm just looking at the book. Um, the in week four, Mary, you talk about um, again in the the physical health area and just in general. Why don't we talk just a little bit more about stress? The stages of stress and you know when it's too much and and i think that's some mm-hmm. very important wisdom in in week four yes the um the physiology of stress is a little bit complicated it's um there's a whole range of chemical changes and messages going from one organ to another and so on and I have explained that um, simply as well as simply as I could do in in my book. Yeah. But you know, um, there's, there's a diagram as well of the um, the model of human stress. And I used to uh, show this to people when I was running courses on stress management. And I went through each part of it individually. And you know, once I did that people just breathed a big sigh of relief. Because people don't know what stress is or what it does to them or even where it comes from. And once they know that it's actually the body behaving naturally under the circumstances, people think, oh, thank goodness, I'm not going mad and I'm not going to die. Some people whose stress turns into anxiety and sometimes panic attacks, they really seriously do think that they're going to die. And many people are taken to hospital because they think they're having a heart attack. When in actual fact, the body is just behaving as it would uh, if you were being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. And there's a lovely picture in my book of a saber-toothed tiger. (laughs) Um, But this this is a primitive response. It's how the human being has survived and evolved. Now, today we don't have uh, tigers and dinosaurs chasing us. What we do have is normal life. So work, uh, family, uh, all sorts of demands, illnesses, bereavements, children, and so on. The list is is massive. They are our saber-toothed tigers, and they are chasing us, and so our our bodies are helping us to run away or to to fight the attacker in order to survive. And so when people learn that, oh, well, that's what's happening, they not only understand, but they feel a whole lot better because they think, oh, well, if I can um, do something about it, then I don't need to feel so bad. Um, So, yes, I I talk about where stress comes from, how it happens, what what stresses people might have. And I I talk about um, 
all the reactions of stress uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, and behaviorally, psychologically. And um, I think when when people read all of this, um, they will decide that actually it is worth doing something to help themselves. Yes, yes, and that's the key is is starting to recognize just just how your quality of life can can quantumly improve to use that term because it can be so significant. Um, it, it can and, improve massively. Yeah. Um, I used to see people in in the hospital um, who were so stressed that they they'd actually um, burnt out or or they'd had a breakdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I would see them when they were really quite ill thinking mm-hmm. that they could never, ever go back to work and they'd lose their family and so and so on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, just a few weeks of learning and understanding and being aware and practicing the, the techniques, they can go back to work. Often people said to me, you know, I'm better now than I was before I was even stressed because I've got all these skills now uh, and I feel so much better than I ever did. And yeah. I know I can prevent the stress getting so bad again. Um, so it, it really can work. You know, people can get their lives back. And it's not hard. It really isn't hard. And so yeah. uh, also in week four, um, I talk about, I mentioned before, the four major antidotes to stress, which are relaxation, uh-huh. exercise, slow deep breathing, and positive thinking. And yes. none of those are hard to do. Yes. Yes. If if I could leave this audience with anything from this conversation is is exactly that, is that these things are not hard to do. They are mm. they are right in front of you and approachable. Um and and um very um you have studied these things for so many years, Mary, um having <laughs> Well, yes, well, I'm very, very old if, if one could call studying, actually using the things and seeing the results, I mean, that's the key. It's yeah. not it's not just academic here. I mean, you have put these things into practice over over a great many years. Yes, and, but I've, I've also used them myself because yes. even though when, when I was studying and training and, and so on, I was going through a very, very bad time myself. I mean, I've been through lots of bereavements. I, I've had yeah. three major operations. I've been through a, a divorce and fighting uh, a custody battle for my children, living on my own. I've yeah. been through these things. And so, uh, well, in fact, I remember a patient saying to me, um, oh, well, it's all right for you. You know, you're not stressed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just yes. Well, if, if you only knew. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. I, I, I I do what what I've I've learned, and that's how I know that. Um, well, one of the reasons why I know how it all works, but obviously helping other people as well. I know that it works yeah. with them too. You know, I think that's um, the key to it all: is your own humanity is is comes through all yeah. of this. Is that you're not just standing aside as a perfect person saying, you know, here's mm. what you do. I mean, we mm. all, every one of us, ex- experience mm. this. And and so I'm just 
that that's very important that you you are able to incorporate that into to how you can give to other people. Yes, and, and in a way, I, I've always felt, um, this is not going to sound really funny, but I, I always feel happy that I went through all of those difficulties mm-hmm. and all that adversity because I know yes. what it's like to feel stressed and anxious and depressed. Um, yes. I've been there. I've got the scars. Yes. Well, <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's a gift to everyone when we're all going through something. I've actually had an incredibly stressful year from a, from a stress mm-hmm. scale, you know how they have that stress scale where you can put different. I mean, there've been all kinds of things I could put on there, and and you know maybe to the listeners who are going through a lot, maybe they're home today during the day for some reason that they're they're dealing with an illness or some significant challenge, is that somehow it's a comfort what you just said that this can be true for many of us. We don't need to be yeah. coaches or counselors or or even writing yeah. books to yeah. to. To be able to have the empathy of, wow, you know, I am so happy I went through that. Or even when you're going through something, it's like, wow, you know, the just the insight. And, and you know, even if you're just going to help one person maybe who's going through it, someone that you'll run into, um, yeah. you know, it's it's having had that experience of being so fully human that, that helps yeah. us reach out to one another in the ways that we can. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes, I, not very often, but if I thought it was relevant and necessary, I would I would um, divulge what I've just said to you about my experience of stress and depression. And, yeah. um, and of course, they would be shocked. Um, but they yeah. always thanked me for telling them because they said afterwards, well, uh, if you know, if you can do it, if you've been there, uh, then I can do the same. Yeah. Often, their their stresses went as bad as I've had in my life. <laughs> oh, oh, that yes, and and you know, I think that's one of the reasons you you have been where you are, Mary, and and why you're placed in a position. You know, I, I always feel spiritually there's a reason for for every person's life and mm. for what it is they're able to share from your life and and really for every person that you've touched directly um whether you know whether through your book and through like whoever we're reaching here but just one-on-one the people that you've touched in the course of your career um and and so i think that's a beautiful thing and i think it's expansive for all of us is that we can all feel that way that that you know whatever struggle we're, we've gone through or are going through, there's someone we are likely going to help because that just seems to be the way spirit works, is that we're all helping yes. each other. I, I truly, truly believe that. And sometimes I, well, a, a lot of times I ask people to pass on the, these tools and skills to other people. And, um, you know, they, I know that they have done, and, and so they've gone on to help other people. And uh, when I wrote the book, I thought, well, if one person just benefits from this book, it will add to my fulfillment of life. I had the best job in the world, and it was very, very Mm -hmm. sad sometimes and very stressful. (laughs) Um, But it was so fulfilling and enriching and rewarding to help people with with simple things that they're not taught in schools. It sounds a little egotistical, but I think... Everybody should be given a book like this when they're born. 
or yeah, certainly when yeah. they're at school. I, I think that if I had known that there are real tools, I mean, I know that I, I would often seek them when I was younger in some ways, but not always very effectively. It was hard to find. And, you know, I feel that, that your book is a very useful tool. You know, I, I think about, you know, even kids that we may have who are in college, you know, in different times of their life, whatever it may be. It is a very helpful tool, and you know what? We have run right to the end of the show, and I just want oh, to nice. let people know. Well, you go ahead and let people know, again, Mary, where they can find out about your book and, and what, um, you know, just just I know that you have a beautiful website. I'll let you tell the audience mm-hmm. where that is and where they can find you and your book. Okay. My website is www.maryheath.com. Uh, no spaces, just maryheath.co.uk. So it tells you all about the book and um, a lot about me and the fact that there is a CD as well um, that you can buy, which has a relaxation. And it has all the breath control exercises on, uh, and they're so much easier to learn uh, from the CD. So I could recommend that you get that. Um, yeah. And you you can buy the book in major bookstores and from Amazon, of course. And yeah. that, that's about it, really. That's great. And, and I will let the audience know that those of you, I know this podcast is generating out to all kinds of directories, and you can't always click on the links, but for those of you who see the Blog Talk radio page, you can click on the link to the book and also to the site and also to the previous show with Mary And with that said, Mary, I just have to say thank you again for all that you have done, all that you're doing. Um, Thank you for beautiful you and all that you're sharing. And just thank you for being on this show. I I am just so appreciative to have you here with me again. Oh, thank you so much, Susan, for having me again. And I'm so sorry that we didn't get very far through the book. Well, you know, we did a really good job, and we may yet do this again if we have more (laughs) to explore. I I invite people to get the book. And and also a big thank you to Blog Talk Radio because as as long as I've been observing today, um, they have had us on their front page, and I just always have to thank the community. However miraculously that occurs, I I am Mm. thankful, and I'm just hoping that many people have been able to benefit from this and will continue to benefit from these insights because that's what we're here to do is to help people and and I am very grateful for that. So so thank you again Mary so much. And thank you again very very much indeed. Thank you. All right. Well, take care then. And you too, Susan. Have thank have a good you. day. You too. You have a good evening. Um, just a quick note to the live audience who are leaving us. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to find the full archive of shows. Um, we've had so many wonderful authors on, and um, I invite you to go there. The next show is to be announced because I may have a special surprise next week, so pay attention to FrontierBeyondFear.com. You can always follow the show to get emails of upcoming shows. I always forget to mention that. And yet if you create a Blog Talk Radio account and then go to the follow feature, um, many of you can do this. And I know not all of you have Blog Talk Radio accounts, but I invite you to go ahead and get one 
so that you can be alerted on the email list for the show. So stay tuned to that calendar on FrontierBeyondFear.com because we have good things coming up. Um, Thank you so much, live audience. And those of you in the podcast here who have been with us all along, whether you're listening on all these various podcast directories that are pop, I'm seeing them on Google listings for just the different authors, and I am just so delighted that the show is propagating to some of these listings. Wherever you're listening across time, thank you. Thank you, community, for being here. And I hope that if you have found the wisdom helpful here, that you will share with some of your friends um, that that there are some incredibly helpful people coming on. and, And that is the purpose here. If you feel so guided to support the show, I always welcome that. This is a listener-supported show, whether with your prayers, your energy, whatever your spiritual path, however you want to support it, or in other ways. And there are ways on FrontierBeyondFear.com, and I do welcome that with gratitude. And once again, another big thank you to Blog Talk Radio. I, I just love this venue. It is so wonderful to be here because it reaches out to people of all paths, and that is the purpose of this show. And more and more, that's where I'd like to take it, by bringing on people from other paths at times, where we just talk about where we meet. Where do we meet on this bridge of understanding, a bridge that is love, that is really the love that binds us all together, that is that is God, that is the universe. Even if you don't believe in God out there, those of you listening, even if you're evaluating what you believe, just feel the love in your heart. When you go walking on a beautiful day, how does that make you feel? That's what's important, what is in your heart. So take care, everyone. Until next time. Thank you.